Thank you for tuning in to us today. My name is Luis Torres, pastor of Revive Zoe Church. And we want to tell you fathers, happy Father's Day. Thank you for tuning in. Today I have a special word from the Lord for you today. And I remember the other day I was at a parking garage with my daughter. And as we were, as I was taking her out, she, she out of nowhere starts screaming and she starts saying she caught of notice of something. And when she, and she, she said, hey, and when she said, hey, the, the, there was an echo and she saw it and she, and she liked it. She enjoyed that. So she started playing with it. She started saying, hey, 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 and then you heard it like that. And then she said, echo, 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 echo. And, and she loved that. And she had such a good time just with a simple thing like an echo. An echo is a sound or a series of sounds caused by a reflection of the sound. So in essence, an echo is the reflection of the sound. And as you and I know, we are called to be a reflection of our Heavenly Father. So fathers right there that are watching, I want to encourage you to, to be a reflection of your Heavenly Father, to echo your Heavenly Father. The title for today's message is Echo. Today we're going to be reading from Luke 15. In Luke 15, 11, this is what it says. It says, Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Verse 13 says, not, not long after that, the younger son got together all he had and set off to the distant land and there squandered his wealth in living wild. After he had spent everything he had, there was a famine in the whole country and he, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out of a citizen of the country who sent him to work on the field to feed the pigs he longed to feed to fill his stomach with the pods of the pigs and what they were eating but no one gave him anything when he came to his senses he said how many of my father's hired hands have food to spare and here i am starving to death i will set out and go back to my father's house and say to him father I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Verse 20. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him and ran to his son threw his arms around his son and kissed them and hugged them. Verse 21 says, The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put on a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened cow and killed the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate it. For this, for this son of mine has been dead and is now alive again. 
and he was lost, and now he is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the other son was in the field. When he was near the, the house, he heard the music and dancing, so he called one of the servants and asked him, what's going on? Anyways, this story is an awesome story. This, or, this story is, is in the Gospel of Luke. Luke is the author of this uh, uh, gospel. Uh, of, uh, he is writing this to Theophilus. His name means lover of God. And he is writing to a Gentile audience. In, in, in chapter 15, you see that Jesus is sitting with sinners, sitting with tax collectors, sitting with prostitutes. And the Pharisees see him. And they, they, they see, they notice that he is sitting with them. And he, they question him. And Jesus answers their question by telling them a story of the lost sheep. Then he goes and shares the story of the lost coin. And now this is the third story explaining his point, which is that he came for the lost. That Jesus came to seek the lost, which justifies what he was doing sitting there with the people that needed him. In verse 11, you see that the younger son Ask for the inheritance of the father. And, and in essence, he is saying to his father, you are dead to me. Because an inheritance is something you get whenever the father or, or elder family member passes away. So he's telling his father, you are dead to me. Then uh, the younger son then gets those possessions and he moves and starts living a wild lifestyle. And he lives far away, and he wastes all his money. And when he wasted all his money, a famine hit. And when the famine hit, he was hungry, and he didn't have a job, and he didn't have any money. So he went to look for a job with some countrymen. And what they had him do was feed some pigs. And as he was feeding the pigs, he saw their food, and he got hungry. Man, could you imagine being in that, in that guy's shoes, being hungry? For the, fit, for the food of the pigs, which is usually pigs eat trash? I mean, he was going through a hard, st tough situation. I understand that a lot of times we read this and, and we can't sympathize with him and can't have compassion with him because he made these decisions. And yes, he did. However, man, if you and I were in that situation, man, it's a tough decision. Anyways, uh, he then he starts thinking. About his, about his father, and he says, man, my father, he has servants. Like, I'm a servant here right now. And he gives them food, and they have plenty of food, and I'm really hungry. I might as well go back and be a servant to my father. So he goes back, and he, as he is getting there, as he is approaching, his father is waiting for him. His father is looking for him to come back, waiting and when he saw him, he had compassion. His father could at that moment rejected his son, said, oh, that's not my son, and turned around. But that's not what he did. His, his father, after his son has treated him as he was dead, as he was dead to him, his father looked at him and ran towards him, gave him a hug, kissed him, loved him. And not only that. The Bible says that he put a robe, a new clothing on him. Not only that, the Bible says that he put a ring on his finger saying to him that you have authority as my son. And he also put sandals 
on his feet, the sandals of sonship, the sandals of a free man. Not only that, he got the, 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 his people, his servants, to get a fattened calf. And they killed the fattened calf and had a celebration that his son that was once lost now is found. So you see that in this story, the father gets, gets his son and saves him. And not only that, he saved them, he restored him as son. And not only that, he dressed him as white as snow. And he dressed him with a new robe, just like you and I, friends, are dressed and are going to be dressed white as snow. And friends, not only that, he put sandals on him to make, so, so he's free and, and he's a free man, just like you and I have been set free. We have been set free from sin. We have been set free from the grips of the enemy. And not only that, he put this robe, which also signifies that he was the guest of honor. And he killed this calf that is, is said that it's only for very special occasions for the atonement of sin. You see, friends, this story is a picture of what Jesus was going to do. He came to seek the lost, but he also atoned for for our sins at the cross at the cross and you see the picture of this that this was a messianic uh, a message that Jesus was portraying of what he was going to do we are a lot alike with this son you see that the father saved him just like you and I have been saved you see that 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 this son was restored as son as, and had his sonship again. Just like you and I are sons and we have sonship. Not only that, you see that this son was, had new clothing and you and I, friends, have new clothing. And you see that he is set free. Just like, friends, you and I have been set free from sin and the enemy. And not only that, you see that he was the guest of honor just like you and I, friends. Just like you and I are his sons, and God honors us, and we honor him. So, friends, this is a very powerful message that this scripture is talking about. And for fathers, we can learn four different things from this story. Number one is that the father is full of grace. His father is full of grace, and what I mean by that is that whenever his, the son came to ask for the inheritance, he didn't have to give it to him. But he was graceful. He was full of grace to his son and gave him the inheritance. Even though he could have messed up. Even though he could have spent it all. He allowed him to make the, his decisions. And not only that, was full of grace even to have him return to his house later on. So parents, fathers, we need to understand that we need to echo our heavenly father. And if our heavenly father is full of grace, then you and I have to be full of grace. With our children, with our wives, with our loved ones, with our co-workers. Number two, he was full of compassion. In verse 20, the Bible says that he was full of compassion with his son and ran to him. So, in essence, we also have to be full of love. We also have to be full of compassion with our, our wives with our spouses, we have to be full of compassion with our kids, even when they mess up. Even when, when they do things that are wrong, even when they do things and decisions that we don't agree with. As fathers, 
We must be full of compassion. Number three is that he was loving. You see on verse 20 again that he ran and he to him and he gave him a hug, gave him a kiss and showed him affection and showed him love. And father says it is our job to be loving to our kids. It is our job to be affectionate. It is our job not to just tell our kids, oh, I love you, but really show them with our affection, show them with our attention, show them with talking to them. And number four, you see that he was restoring which in essence is forgiving. You see that he's restored his son, the kid's sonship back to him. He didn't just let him be a slave, but he restored him in that relationship. And you and I, friends, have to do the same things with our families. We have to, whenever there is division and when there is, there are situations and when there's trials in the families and when there's arguments, you and I are called to restore our families, to bring restoration to the relationships. We're full of the Spirit. So since we're full of the Spirit, fathers, we're called to do that in the hard times. And if we do it, I guarantee you that fathers, that, that, that we're going to experience revival in our houses as we lead. As we lead with full of grace, as we lead with full of compassion, as we lead with love, as we lead restoring our, our families, we're going to see revival in our households. You see, friends, our Heavenly Father is full of grace. Our Heavenly Father is full of compassion. Our Heavenly Father is full of love. He is love. Our Heavenly Father is a restoring Father. So, fathers... We must echo our Heavenly Father. We must reflect our Heavenly Father in our households and in everywhere that we are. We must be loving. We must be compassionate. We must be restoring. We must be graceful. And not only that last thing is that we must be teachers. We must teach our kids. You see that the, that the Father is teaching his son a lesson, a lesson of forgiveness. He's teaching him how to treat his future kids. Remember this when I tell you, by the way you treat your kids and your wife is how they're going to learn to be when they're older. So this, this father shows his uh, kid how to be a good father. So one day there's a story of this kid and, and dad that, were in California, the, the, they were going to school, the, the dad is dropping the kid at the school, and, and he dropped them off, he went inside to the classroom and took them to the, to the class, said, bye, I love you, bye, and remember, gonna f I'm always going to be there for you, I'm always going to be there for you, and he walks out, and, and, and he goes, and he goes to work, and as he's getting to work, there's a big earthquake that happens in the school area, and he, he, the dad's afraid, and he's like, man, what's going on? I got to rush back to, my, to, the, to the school, my kid, and he goes there. When he gets there, he's in shock. He's like, man, all the bricks are down. Everything is demolished. So he goes and runs, and he starts thinking, okay, which way is it? And he's like, okay, well, it's this way. Now make, makes a ride, and then 20 steps this way. I think it's about right here. And he grabs a brick and throws it out. And he's calling for his son, son. 
and, and he gets the other brick, and he's like, son, where are you, son? And he continues to get another brick, and that's 30 minutes go by. Then an hour passes by, then two hours pass by, and he's like not giving up. He's like, I'm not going to give up for my son. And he goes and throws another brick, and he gets another brick, and he keeps going four hours, five hours pass, six hours pass, and he keeps going, get another brick, calling for his son. Son, I love you. Where are you? Son, are you alive? And he goes and throws another brick. Seven hour passes. Eight hour passes. And so he finally is about to give up, but he gets another brick and he throws it out. And his son, he sees a hand. He's like, son, is that you? He's like, yes. And, and it, 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 it's me. And he goes and grabs his son and pulls him out. And he gives him a big hug and a big kiss. He's like, yes, I found you. I found you. I love you. I found you. And they hug each other and they kiss each other. And, and the son looks at his dad and says, dad, I knew that you would never leave me. That you would never leave me. And you see, friends, our heavenly father would do anything for you and for me. Our heavenly father gave his best for you and me. Our heavenly father gave his son to die at the cross so you and I can have everlasting life. So you and I can have a close relationship with him. So you and I can be in relationship with him. So you and I can not only make it to heaven, but live on heaven, on earth for you and I to be found. See, friends, our heavenly father is so awesome that when we were dead in our sins, and in our trespasses, Jesus died for us. His only begotten son died for us. That is so good. And you're right there that is watching me. I know that the Holy Spirit might be putting in your heart to give your life to Jesus. And if that is so, I want to ask you to be bold. Don't ignore the voice of the Holy Spirit. Don't ignore his voice that's saying, give your life to me. God is asking for you to reconcile, to reconnect your life to him. He already sent his son to die at the cross. Now do you receive him? Say this prayer with me if that's you. If that's you, come on, if that's you, if God is speaking to you right now, don't be shy. Say this prayer. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my soul. I believe that you died at the cross and you resurrected at the third day, and you're alive. Be alive in me, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you made that prayer, I want to encourage you to send me a text. Send me a text at 469-265-2680. Or you can message me on Facebook or, or, or just send me a text, 469-265-2680. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Fathers, you that are watching, we're called to be an echo of our Heavenly Father. We're called to reflect Him. We're called to be loving to our kids. We're called to be compassionate to our kids and our wives. We're called to be restoring. We're called to teach our kids and mold them to the people that God is calling them to be. We're called to mirror Him and do these things. We're called to make a difference in their lives. God called you for such a time as this to be the father that you are. I want to encourage you to according to what we read and talked about. Right there where you are, make a commitment with you and God and say, God, I want to be more like you.
with my, with my family. I'm making that commitment myself. This message is speaking to me. So I want to encourage you that if it did, you know, these, these are the four things just as a, as a conclusion. Number one, as fathers, we must be full of grace like our heavenly father was. Number two, we must be full of compassion. Number three, we must be loving. Loving. And number four, we must be restoring. We must restore our families. Right now I'm feeling like we need to pray for restoration in families. I'm feeling from the Holy Spirit that there are some families that are going through hard situations, hard arguments, hard division, that the enemy has tried to come and divide. And, and, and as, as the pastor of Revive Zoe Church, I want to pray. I want to pray that, that, that God does a miracle in your family. Let's pray. Father, I pray for every single family. I pray, God, that, that you move in their behalf. That where the enemy has tried to come steal, kill, and destroy to divide their families. Lord, I pray that you do supernatural work. That you move mightily in their behalf. That you bring unity. That, that, that you bring love back again in the families. Lord, that you, that, that, that you bring restoration. Lord, that you bring the grace that they need to be able to be able to stay together. That they are compassionate within each other. And Lord, that, that you may be the center of their families. Father, I pray, God, that we learn that we have surrendered all of our lives. Which means that you are the center of my life or in our lives. And you're the center of our families. Father, I pray that you touch the life of every person that's watching this. Holy Spirit, be the peace that they need in this time. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to us today. God bless you. So I want to encourage you. There's two steps that I would like for you to join me today. So number one is that if God puts in your heart to give, that you give. That you give to Revive Zoe. Right now, uh, we're, we're doing a lot. We're, we're, we're serving the community. We are having these services. So if the Lord puts in your heart to give, I want to encourage you to give at revivezoe.com and hit the donate button. The next thing is small groups. We have small groups Wednesdays in Spanish at 7 o'clock and Thursdays in, Sp in English at 7 o'clock as well. Let us know. We're going to put our, some information out there so you can be able to join us in these small groups. In these small groups, we have sermon-based small groups, which, which what we do is we have a uh, um, we talk a little bit about what, what, what was talked about on Sunday and expand and go deeper and make it relatable for everybody. So thank you for tuning in to us. Today I'm going to teach you how to tie a tie. You want to make sure you get the internal temperature to 160 degrees. Yes! Awesome! <laughs> Guess what? Your turn. Wait. Make sure you keep the arrow straight. Okay? I don't keep the arrow straight. Oh, we'll, we'll keep, keep it out there. Just get in the way. Ugh.
today, I'm gonna teach you how to fight. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. This is Revive Zoe Church's podcast where we will equip you to rise to your God-given purpose.